everyone. Nice to see you all. Uh, Wednesday night. Anybody new or anyone has a question or a topic they'd like to uh, riff on? Raise your hand if you do. Uh, William's raising his hand in the square. Right, yep, William? Right, William. Uh, you're muted. You're talking. Can you hear us? Looks like he's talking, but I don't know that he can hear us then. Asking the question silently, and I just silently gave him an answer. Hey, William, can hear you. I've been silently giving all of you an answer for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> William, we can't, you, something's no uh, sound. Well, anyone else, and then we can back <laughs> when William gets it, the volume will. I think he's still oh, here. Oh, maybe now. Your mute thing's gone. Uh, but no, I still don't hear anything. No. All right. Well, oh, wait. <laughs> no, something's wrong with your microphone. We're not hearing you, William. Uh, Jack. Uh, Jack is. Maybe a divine sign. I don't know. Jack is uh is pinch hitting. All right, Jack. Hey, Paul. Jack. Uh, uh, on the non-duality yesterday, you uh, spoke very briefly uh, on non-duality and death, and I was wondering if you could expound on that a little bit. Non-duality and death. Yes. Oh, you mean that, that we were speaking about the quote-unquote death of the ego? Okay. You know what I mean? In many situations, if you've been, uh, there was a statement in recovery that uh, had a big effect on me, which was, they said, you have to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. And when I came in, I was, I thought my face was my ass. Yeah. So I really uh, lived a lot to defend and protect my face. Yeah. This image and all the all the ventures, spirituality, everything else. And then life obviously uh, brings up situations so that you can confront that face and maybe have it slapped or something else. And so it's sort of like a dying of this of the self or the ego, yeah, poetically, and uh, and you're so much better for it, yeah. So it, we we describe how what happens when you go through that a while, you learn that you could face life successfully, yeah. So let's say when I was younger, 
I was uh, the obsession with self. I, I remember I would never try to do a backflip on a diving board because I didn't think I could pull it off. And I didn't want to be seen as not being able to pull it off. Yes, that was be that would be an example of trying to save my face instead of having fun with my ass. Yeah. So these things were these uh, situations I conveniently avoided had a lot of song and dance. I didn't, but the system to keep everyone sort of off the track. And then I get sober and a lot of the shit that I had been conveniently avoiding just kept showing up. Yeah. Like ringing the bell like five times in a row. And for some reason or another, let's call it grace. I was compelled to uh, go through that death because uh, the head would be telling me that it's going to kill you if you get rejected or something like that. Yes. So there was these warnings of a death that it wanted me to avoid at all costs. And then I started to die in these situations instead of die as the self, but die to the self. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we were speaking of the other day. Okay. Well, that's what I meant by it. Yeah. I don't believe uh, something that truly isn't alive can, can, can die. So I don't believe self has to die because it's selfing. Remember, it's an activity. I'm serious. Uh, it's an activity that you have absolutely nothing to do with. Literally. There's no volition or choice or anything else. You're not lurking as the cause somewhere. It's just an activity of the system. Yes. And, uh, most of us have lived from its product, which is self. Yeah. So I feel it's helpful if you could see what comes before the, the idea of self, which is selfing. So maybe if you see the selfing, you may not uh, live from the product of the selfing, which is self. Yes. I just don't think self is going to get out of the selfing. <laughs> I don't think knowledge of selfing really serves self. It's not going to lead to getting out of self. Yeah, because there isn't one. That's the whole point. So instead of looking at the activity from its product, which is self, see the, the, the activity and maybe you won't live from the product. Yeah, that's been how I've seen it. Yes. So we use the term a lot of self because it's in AA and uh, a lot of times we're framing what we're trying to get across uh, in that AA parlance. But truly, it's an activity like everything else is really. Yeah. But this activity is. Uh, is used to imply a noun. Yeah. And then as then. If you start at self, uh, <laughs> you're already behind the eight ball, so to speak. Yeah. It's just, so why not see the selfing? Because it's just something makes the leap. Yeah. It's an aspect of our mind 
or us that believes it. Yeah. And then we breathe life to it. Yeah. We make, we give it the, the ability to illustrate. We give it the ability to paint with a broad brush. We give it a lot of ability, not you as Paul or David or Mike, because that's the product, the idea of self. I don't know what it is giving it, but there's a giving of it because false evidence and then having it appear real, there's something that's at play there. And I would say we represent that. Yeah. We represent that, which takes false evidence to appear to be real. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that is. I don't even care. Tell you the truth. What I'm interested in is seeing it before the product is manufactured. Because if you're looking from self, uh, it'd be better off just to get very, very uh, efficient with skillful means because you're gonna need them, yeah? (laughs) You're gonna need relief a lot. And you might as well, and non-duality may be a longer game, and the head is going to, if it runs into non-duality, is going to try to use it as a skillful means to get some relief as self, not from it, yes? So I would just say, yeah, just that's the thing, like if the house is on fire and you believe you're in it, let's just tell them where the pail of water is. So I'm hoping... I'm not hoping at all. I know what we are is not of time. And I know we can see what's in time. Yeah. Because we're seeing it all all the time, tell you the truth. We're aware of it all the time. Now, what happens when time kicks in is a different story. That to me is the dreaming. But there's a pause before everything, which is what we are. Yeah. I humbly believe that awareness can look through these lenses. I do. Yeah. So here we are. I haven't given up on you. Hopefully you haven't given up on me. Yeah. I tried the silence. It hasn't worked. So we're just going to talk away. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have some laughs at someone else's expense. Who knows? (laughs) I've definitely uh, gotten the sense of uh, there is something infinite going on. Yes. Yeah, that's all. That That sense is not manufactured. That's the beauty of it, yeah? Yeah. That is. And then the sense of self is manufactured. The sense of dread is manufactured. The sense of of terrible forecasting, manufactured. Yeah? Yeah. The sense of I am, you're on to something. Yes. And the sense of I am brings knowledge about the other shit. The other shit can't get knowledge of the I am. They just frame it in their own view. Yeah. 
So what the I am means to the mental state is a way of verifying I was and I will be, therefore I am Paul, yeah? It's a beautiful robbery because it has no heart. It has no pumping of anything. It does not exist in a sense. It exists through us, yeah? And there is a distinction between what we call time and timelessness. There is a strong one, yeah? Time is an appearance or an activity or a current in the dreaming, and timelessness is the context of everything, yeah? So there's always available at all times doesn't mean every every tick of the clock. It's not based on that. It means it's timeless, yes? So it's always available at all times because it's not of time. So it's always available at, at all times. It overrides good, bad, feeling great or not. It's underlying. It's the, it's the bedrock of everything. Yeah? Every no thing. Mm. So... Just see what you're not, and you'll come to conclusions. And those conclusions will verify you're onto something, yeah? (laughs) The cat's crazy. The I am. Yes, she is. <laughs> she's, try- she's trying to get my attention or the attention. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, bro. I'm happy to see you, Jack. And uh, there's a weight in traveling lighter. You understand that, eh? There's a true weight, the sense of, of being, though rather light, is a very heavy weight. It's a very, very powerful anchor, yeah? Which yes. gives you the ability to see what's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Thank, to be thanks. aware of what's not happening. And if end to be present to what is, yes, far out. This is not an effort. These are are effects of entertaining these ideas. They're observations of the effects. They're not a calisthenic or a a gymnastic uh, move you have to make, yeah? You get disarmed and then shit reveals itself. You know, it's funny, you want to spend a lot of time stoking a fire. If you don't stoke it, it's the same fucking fire. Yeah, it is. If you thinking you're stoking the fire is continuing it and making it brighter, that's not so. No, I don't see it that way. Yeah. 
you may want to do it as an action figure because you got a lot of time. So fucking make, you know, study something, go do something. Yeah. But the fact is, <laughs> study a note, it is. Yeah. Forgetting, remembering, it is. Doing a lot, doing nothing, it is. Yeah. Yeah. We're not convincing it that most of the activities are trying to convince us. Yeah. You're not convincing it you're worthy. There's, you have an inherent value. You're attempting to convince your head, which is playing God, with this idea of God and salvation and nirvana and fucking transcendence. When you were a kid, were you thinking of transcendence or samadhi, nirvana? Yeah. No, because you are already in it. Why would you desire it? Yeah. There was an obviousness to it. You don't think that can pro progress and be exactly the same way as when you were a child, in a sense? Really, see what you're not. I truly do not believe looking for what you are from what you're not is going to work other than to fail you. Yes. So we put it out here. Instead of trying to describe the indescribable, let's describe the describable. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's much clearer. Yeah. Because you are what you're looking for, let's look for the other shit that seems to be obscuring that. Yes. <laughs> because if you are what you're looking for, this is the beauty of non duality to me. I got that message. I am what I'm looking for. All right, let's investigate the looking for. Yeah, it just made sense. And after a while, I finally ran into something that had the way that I was going as a way, which is negation. Yeah, and it made fucking sense before I read about it. And it made more sense after I read about it. Yeah, I mean, if I am that which I'm looking for, then looking for needs to be questioned, obviously, or what you're looking for. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. If what's looking is what I'm looking for, hallelujah. <laughs> the journey is finished, yeah. <laughs> and then what do you need to know? Like that lion, the young lion that sees the old lion and its own reflection and it wakes up, not to being a lion, but it wakes up from being a sheep. Yeah, it is already a lion. So it wakes up about I'm not a sheep. Yeah, that's what's necessary. Yeah, it would be redundant. I am a lion. We already know that you're not a sheep. And then okay, then 
the parable ends then. Yeah, but who? what happens if the old lion has to split and then the young lion leaves the pond? It can't keep looking at itself in the pond. And then the head tri- immediately triggers. And now the event is now told from the view of a sheep. Yes. Which is more important, being a lion or not being a sheep here? Which is more important, being a lion, if it's already given that you are, or not being a sheep? I would say not being a sheep. That's where the value lies here in this Mm. dreaming, yes? Mm. So you see you're not the sheep. Does the sheeping stop? No. You better get ready for that one, because obviously mm-hmm. we believe when I see I'm not that, it all should stop. Everything should be great from that point on. But no, it doesn't. It gets interrupted. It may have to take a pause and regroup, but it's mechanical. As long as you're here, it's going to be here. You're here in no time. It's going to be here in time. Yeah. It's on a little delay, but you don't li- you don't recognize that delay because it takes time for a process to work, and the process of claiming takes time. And in that taking time, you're basically out to lunch, really, because you're waiting for the head to tell you what's going on, because the conscious contact of that present moment has been leapfrogged over has been written, forgotten, and we start as the Johnny who came much lately, yes? And now we live from there, yeah? (laughs) And living from there, the obviousness of what we are is hidden by a curtain of time. Yes? And therefore, the before can seem to be forgotten, and the after can be crowned as the before. And all of the regalia and the ceremonies, they seem to get away with themselves in time, in the dreaming. But there's an end to them and a beginning to them. And it's both defined by time, and we are not that. We are the before before, Mm. yes? We are behind the camera. What we think we are appears in front of the camera. That which is in front of the camera is never going to get behind the camera. Its domain is in front of the camera. Time and space, things come and go, birth and death, that's, that's its realm, yeah? What's before the camera is not of that realm. It's the context that realm appears in. Yeah? We are of that. Use the I am as an umbilical cord. You never left where you thought you left. You've never done something to disqualify you or exile you. I had it that time in Australia, the big breakthrough, bawling my eyes out because I could never get back to the Godhead. I'd done something that no one would ever do in their same mind to split. I'm cha-cha-cha-cha. And then a week later, after all the glory of this giant 
cathartic event, I realized the reason why I can never get back because I never laughed. <laughs> the whole story of Paul as the prodigal son. Read <laughs> the prodigal son. The guy's in the ends up in that pigsty fighting pigs for a corn cob. Yeah. He's constantly wishing he could go home, but he's he's too guilty. I did too much. You know, so I deserve all this. I deserve fucking living in this pigsty. And then finally, he's had enough of being led by that mental state. And he, boom. And then there's no like three chapters of how he got back. He's suddenly on the road. There's his father giving him some new duds, putting a ring on his finger, says, hey, we have a huge feast going. Like that. There was no, okay. Because... <laughs> distance the sin was imaginary it had no weight yeah so as soon as it was dispelled it was like it never happened because it never happened so there he was didn't take any time to get to the road didn't take any time for his father to get to the road Bamo. it's like the next sentence he's meeting his father on the road robe ring food Then you see another one, another one about time. Yeah, famous one. The guy is a like a he has some properties, a farmer, and he's going to need help. So he goes to like the union hall, let's say, around nine in the morning, and he hires two a a guy or two. Yeah, says I'm going to give you fifty dollars, fifty dollars. All right, they're happy as hell. They need work. Yes. So around twelve o'clock, the guy realizes. I'm not going to get what I need to get done. I'm going to go back to the hall. He hires an, another person at 12, and he says, I'm going to give you $50 to, just to work to five. Now, the other people are working from nine to five, 50 bucks. This new guy is getting 50 bucks from 12 to five. Resentment and shit's happening, yes? Then around four o'clock, the guy still isn't going to get done, so he goes back down there, hires a guy around 4.15, only to work to five o'clock, he gives them 50 bucks. Now the people who thought, yeah, they've been there for eight hours, they're fucking pissed, yeah? Because they've been here a lot longer. It has nothing to do with time. Yeah. We're all gonna get the 50 bucks. Maybe if you looked in your pocket, you already have the 50 bucks. You've already been through this already. (laughs) (laughs) You could have been spending it, but you were so worried about getting it. Yeah. So you see, time is a function of dreaming. Yes. Things that could never be so can seem to be so through time. They can. Yeah. You can feel like you're separate, disconnected, alone, isolated. And I mean, you can really feel it. But is it true? No. Does it seem to be true when it comes to feeling and everything and consequences and my actions? Yes. But is it true? No. 
Is there a solution? Yes. Trying to make it untrue? No. Seeing it as untrue? Yes. What most of us try to do is try to make it look untrue when we're taking it to be super true. Yeah? Drink, do this, do that, da, 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 da. It doesn't fucking work. Yeah? We did it last week with the uh, self-inquiry. What you're not, ask what you're not, what it is. Yeah? It's not you ever asking what you're not, who it is. What you are doesn't ask shit. Yeah? Mm. It knows already. So we use the who am I to negate the both aspects of the selfing. Yes? The subjective selfing, which thinks it's completely apart from the objective self, yeah? Yet they disappear at the same moment. They don't even appear, let's say. Yeah? There's a negation. That negation is it. What's left? We are. What's left? We are. Yeah? Did it suddenly show up? No, it's always been here. Just like when you arrive, it tells you you've never left. Yes, it's always been this way. When you were in the, in the stage of the policeman, you thought that was you, didn't you? And all the value you thought that was going to occur when you saw the thief, did it produce that value? No, it didn't. In a lot of people's case, it was worse. I had more fun when the thiefing was going around. Now I feel like the word perfect is in my life and I got a big fucking stick up my ass. Yes? Give me the old thief days. A lot of people I've met don't see the second aspect. They don't. They call something in the ego thinking they have it and that has it is something that's the reality. I don't see it that way. That which thinks it has an ego is not you. That mm. which thinks it lost, loses the ego is not you. When an aspect of our head points to the villain, you better look at the villain. It's yes, both. Yes. This was amazing when I saw the second aspect of the selfie, because that was truly disarming. And truly, I need do nothing. Truly, I need do nothing. The proof is in the pudding, yes. The negation is of duality, it's of the two. Yes. 
It's non-duality, not two. All right. Anyone else? Thanks, Paul. Uh, no other hands, no. I forgot about I was talking with Jack for like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Thank you, Jack, for staying with the conversation. Thanks. And you got it. You got a hand now, David. G'day, Paul. G'day, everybody. This isn't a question, Paul. It's just what I think is a nice story of uh, something that happened to me on Christmas Day. I, I, I get this all the time. I, I'm, lucky, I'm lucky enough to have um, four grandchildren now. My, my, I haven't got them, but my oldest daughter has. And on Christmas Day, uh, to her credit, because she's just had one two weeks ago and she, she put on Christmas Day for us. And uh, anyway, we went around there, me, me and my other daughter, and I'd bought my two um, second youngest grandson, who's three going on four, and my his older brother, who's I think three years older than him. Uh, I bought them a slot car set for for uh, Christmas. Anyway, so the, they got some other presents, but this was the favourite one. And so me and their dad opened it up, and we. Anyway, long story short, we spent about an hour trying to get this thing going, which we couldn't get going. And I did <laughs> notice it at the time. I didn't notice it at the time, but I noticed it now. At some stage, uh, both their dad and I were getting far more frustrated than they were that we couldn't get this slot car set going. And, and their dad said to them, the boys already had the controller in each hand, each boy. And they were just pressing them all the time. They pressed them. <laughs> and, and their dad said, stop doing that. You, you're going to wreck it, you know. And anyway, he walked off. He had to start helping with lunch. And, and I'm still trying to get the race car set going. And, and I started saying to him, stop doing that. You're going to wreck. You're going to, you know, you're going to fuck everything up. <laughs> right. And, and then there is the beautiful thing, though. Uh, Within it, it wasn't long, but both boys, I can't remember which one first, I think it was the youngest one, got really disinterested with the slot car set. They didn't care anymore, you know, about it. Yet I persisted, like, even when they walked off, they were doing something else. I persisted with trying to get this thing going and everything else. And even the, even the youngest boy came back. What, what would happen with it? It just went that fast, like so the controllers would work. So the cars would just get to the first corner and just go off the track. <laughs> and, and so I realised that the youngest boy, he came back. And as long as I was willing to keep putting the car on the track at that very first corner, which was only about 24 inches away from the start, he would have sat there all fucking day like as long as I was just willing to keep putting it back on the track but it's a bit why I'm saying this is like because what you've mentioned a lot how when we're young uh you know and obviously my youngest grandchild's only two weeks old he doesn't give a shit about anything except his mum's boob for a feed that's all that's all he's 
caring about. <laughs> and he doesn't complain much about that. And then I see it. I really see it in my grandkids. My youngest grandchild, he give, he's starting now at three to me to give a, a, a fuck for want of a better word, about things. My, my, the next oldest boy is, is even more, more, you know, and, and it's messing with him. And my, uh, my granddaughter, Madison, uh, uh, sorry, Dempsey, she's about nine now and she's got all the perceived problems in the world. She'll sit down at the kitchen table as a nine-year-old and have a d discussion with you about how this girl's treating her, how this going on, that's going on, everything else. And I've changed the way I say anything to her about it. I just let her talk about it. And I, I, I'll normally do something like, oh, well, I wouldn't worry about that. You know, it's something very simple now. I won't get into these big, long explanatories on, on how to do it. But it's a I've got this beautiful example of four grandchildren, uh, three years apart each. And, and, and I see this, what, what you're talking about here. I see it. I see it happening. Yeah. The older they get, yeah. which is knowing that I can't do much except be around them a bit, and hopefully, if I've got my shit, uh, get, everything's going good, which it is, um, it rubs off on them a little bit, you know. Anyway, that was just a story, no question there. But it was a nice Christmas day. I used to perceive that my Christmases were horrible. For years, I hated Christmas. For all these made-up reasons, you know, I'm adopted, or oh, this isn't my family, oh, 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 woe is me, and and that that I know to say that's the nicest Christmas day I, I've had for a long time is wrong because I reckon I actually had plenty of really other good ones, but just didn't see it anyway. Yeah, that's all about. Thanks for being here, everybody. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Thanks, David. Yes. Thanks, David. Uh, no other hands are up. I want to say one thing. What's always going on doesn't have to have anything else stop for it to be always going on. How could you be lost because you're ever, always found? You go on a train of thought, you're going to get off, and what you get off and you're at the same station where you thought you left. Yeah. Satsang, I feel, I humbly believe, can allow you to have a recognition that builds on itself doesn't get detoured where you have to constantly keep hearing it and hearing it. It's I believed a lot. I believed a lot of things would have to stop for this to be able to continue tons of old ideas tons 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 yet they had some power now the old ideas that power was 
was to be able to obscure that which can't be obscured. Yes? Now that doesn't happen. There was no need to get rid of the old thoughts. They weren't yours to begin with. Yeah? There's not one thing that has to be moved out of the way. These requirements is what the head makes up. Yeah. And if it gives you a list of five, when you get near completion, it will add a few more. And on and on and on and on and on. Yes. So. Have you ever, I was lucky. I, uh, when I was younger, I was like 19. I lived in, uh, back in New York in a area called Long Island, but I was up in New Hampshire a lot. And this lady, Fran, that I knew, she was having a baby and the guy wasn't involved. So she wanted me to be there for her, the birth. Yes. So they got in touch with us and we drove back down from New Hampshire, Vermont, got to a house and I got to help assist the birth. Mind boggling. She was, we had a bed on the floor and then I was up against the wall and I was holding her legs. Yeah. And there was a full length mirror across the way. So I saw that and the energy was unbelievable. Then the head popped out. It was unbelievable, energetic, you know, incredible, incredible. And then uh, years later, I had a, these people that knew me this lady that got very sick and cancer wanted to see me. So I went to see her and uh, I gave her a book and stuff and we had did whatever. And then I left for three months. I got back and they called me and she had really deteriorated. Yeah. So I went there and I caught her. Uh, she had maybe I left, she had maybe 15 breaths after I left and she passed away, right? So I was there, exact same energy as the room when the birth was happening. Incredible, yeah? Unbelievable. The, just unbelievable, had a huge impact on me, yeah? There's a whole lot of coming and going, but you're not coming or going from or to anywhere, yeah? That's the, that's so cool. And you know, this lady Fran could have been whatever, but she looked like a fucking St. Mary. When she dropped the placenta, I was holding her up. I came back in the room and she just knocked me over because she let everything go. And then the, the, the thing came out, whatever. And then she, I came back and she was in a, a rocking chair and it was fucking like just light surrounding it was mind-boggling had nothing to do with Fran yeah <laughs> Fran probably thought she should have done you know whatever at the time what Fran was thinking wasn't how Fran was captured in that moment yeah yeah well it just brings me great joy oh, it does just brings me great joy right now
have you been, for some of the people here, I don't know how long you've been coming, maybe a year, maybe something. There's been a vague effect of traveling lighter on positive through whatever life has had in store for you. There you go. Hallelujah. Yes. Hmm. What has been demanded of you at these satsangs? You don't even have to get fully dressed. You're just sitting with no clothes on from the waist down. It's at your own home. You can blade down. You can fall asleep. You can do this. You can do that. It doesn't matter. Yes? It doesn't matter. So. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anyone else, Mike? Uh, no other hands showing yet. Oh, William is waving his hand. So did you fix All it, right, William? William? Yes. Come on in. It's never too late for William. I uh, just want to uh, pick up on some. Uh, I'll just let it go. Uh, I'm getting older. And I'm finding myself having to use more skillful means than using uh, the applications and the concepts of uh, non-duality. And I'm saying, why can't I use more non-duality? Why do I have to keep rushing off to uh, whatever it is, you know, doctors, medicine, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I feel I should at this point, you know, be able to apply, I don't know if the word is correct, apply, but for lack of a word, apply and, and use, incorporate some more of the uh, non-duality concepts for my particular issue, and uh, which is aging. <laughs> and I know aging is part of life and so on, but I, I seem to be more, more, more using the skillful means rather than the non-duality. I just want if you can comment on that. Well, yes. Well, first of all, uh, there's no one that's using the skillful means. Yes? That's negated by the message of non-duality. And non-duality isn't using the skillful means. Yes? So basically, again, like the water, the fish in the water, and then the fish seeing stuff that's happening in the water, having have skillful means, defenses, camouflage, things to do like that. But the great overall influence is coming from of the water. Yeah, its whole life, the space for that to happen is being brought to it, not through what's happening in the water, but the water itself. Yes. So this is more of a, an underlying context which frees you from fucking crazy ideas to respond to the levels you find yourself appearing in, yeah? So if your body's breaking down, you'll, be, you'll probably uh, won't have a story, I'm not the body, nothing breaking down. You'll just fucking do what you need to do. 
Yeah. When you need to do it. Yes. They're not one in the same. And I, I truly believe using non-duality as a skillful means isn't a skillful mean <laughs> because it fucking doesn't work because it's not of this place. Yeah. It, it comes, the effect of non-duality isn't like the effect of a drug I shoot. Yeah. Or a prayer I say, or a, uh, yoga posture I take. It's not like that. It's in a, it's a different ball game altogether. It's much more vaguely influential than specifically helping you out of something or keeping you away from something. Yes. So uh, I feel non-duality and understanding of that frees you up to use whatever skillful means you need to use for the temporary conditions the experience finds itself in. Yes? Instead of having some fucking puritanical idea and not taking care of yourself because you don't believe you're a self, you just fucking do what you do. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I just started to walk with a walker, okay? I was out today the second time, and I really didn't have any... You know, embarrassment or whatever. I just walk with the walker, you know, and my daughter yeah. walked walk with me with the walker. I mean, that's that was that's what was going on. I didn't have any issues with it. But, exactly. But, yeah, there you I go. What I had to do. That's the influence of the non-duality, and you're. It's very helpful because you know I may be finding myself at a walker, and I joke around about I'm refusing to get that cart at Costco. You know, the little motorized <laughs> car. I, because of, uh, it's almost like a skit about the face instead of the ass, you know. Uh-huh. I want to save my face. Now you're getting clear and you're saving your ass. Yeah. yeah? Yes. This is the idea. So, William, you're. I'm happy you're here because you you may be going through stuff I may be going through. And you're doing it now and I can learn from you. Yeah. Yeah. You may be getting a call. What's the best walker? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I don't give a shit. (laughs) When I see see the head trying to save its face at the expense of my ass, it's turned into comedy. That's what happens. (laughs) I just fucking have skits going on in the all day because it has a it's just it's a it's a gold mine for comedy irony satire totally escapes it uh-huh. it's just it just doesn't get it it's it's a perfect thing to be the butt of a joke so thank yeah, well, you yeah talking about jokes i just want to share one uh that i saw in a movie i can't remember the name of it at this point but it was on YouTube and uh, the joke was, there was a, a Buddhist monk, he come up to a Frankfurter man and he said, would you make me one with everything? Yeah, yes, yes. I've heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I'll give you a joke. This is, a, I don't remember many of them, but this is the one, one of the ones I remembered. All right, what's the difference between uh, 
Uh, wait a minute, I gotta be clear. Hold on. Oh, what's the difference between uh, a flat tire and 500 used condoms? One's a good year, the other's a great year. <laughs> That's the only one I've remembered over these years. That's awesome. That's awesome. Not bad. There's another good one. Let me try if I don't screw this one up. All right. So the Pope, the Pope has been on a tour in America in that Pope mobile, right? Yeah. He's yeah. been driven everywhere and he has this guy that his that's his driver. Wow. And this one day they're done with the Pope mobile and the Pope wants to take a drive in another car. Yeah. Now the driver says, No, 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 you're on you know, your majesty or whatever they say. Uh, no, no, no. He says, come on, come on. I haven't driven a car in a long time. So the guy goes, okay. So the Pope gets in the front and the guy gets in the back. Now the Pope's driving too fast and they get pulled over. Yeah. So the guy comes up to the window, looks at the Pope, steps and then sees the guy in the back and takes a step back and calls his chief. And he says, I don't know who I stopped, but they got the Pope driving. Awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, whatever. I didn't come over that well. I only saw three zooms, three squares laughing. Okay. Well, we'll work right, on. So, anyone else have anything, or we'll just say goodbye. Thank you. Thanks, William. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I just want to say I like I like the, I liked your funny about uh, how you how it's not about me. So like offering that to William that his experience was going to help you with your walker. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, listen, <clears throat> you know, when I got run over at 28, I was in a, uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, the girlfriend I had at the time, she didn't want to see me with shorts on because of the damage in the legs. Yeah? yeah, she had a very hard time with it. And uh, I remember for the first couple of months, I didn't wear shorts, because of the way the leg looked, and then it was just fuck it. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah, bro. Okay. Yeah, the, the face is easy to give up the ass uh, should be cherished, so okay. to speak. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, anyone else? Mm, nope. All right. I well, I'm gonna, I've had a lovely evening. Somebody might be. Oh, Deborah just popped in, I think. Uh, Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> Last little bit. All right. You're squeezing, you're squeezing it. Yes. All right. <laughs> Tomorrow, I have to go get all my teeth taken out and dentures. So, um, skillful means, and I'm not a dialogue used to go on and on about that and just freak out. And it's like, um, it's that uh, where we have that image, and if we don't have that image, then it's like, whoa, you know, so. I can relate to you guys a lot. Yes, you just uh, 
you see the tiger and you walk right through it. It's a paper tiger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We. I wish Nor was here. He just had all his teeth removed or something. A friend of mine. Yeah. It went pretty well. And uh, you, you maybe you'll get some nitrous oxide, some nice laughing gas. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's say goodbye. Michael Sherman. Nice to see you, Mike. Yes. Whatever that means. Hands up. Anu, as always. We got Emerson. Nice to see Emerson down in Long Beach. Yep. Don O'Connor. Craig May. We got we gotta have the We'll have to have a visit to the May corner soon. Yes. We got Tyler. Nice to see you, Tyler. Yep. Uh, Kelly. Oh, no, Sherry. Sherry. Nice. Nice to see you, hon. Yes. We got Robert. Hey, I haven't seen Robert in a little bit. Nice to see you, Robert. All's well? Yeah, good, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Just been busy. Oh, good, good. Living, yes. Living. We got Mia. Nice to see you, Mia. Where are you? You in LA now? Still in LA, yeah. Sarah got COVID, so we're kind of stuck in LA for a bit longer. But um, yeah, we're here. Wow. All right. Good. Well, say hello to Nina if you see her. Um, yeah. Thank you. I will. Yeah. All right, we got Susan. Nice to see you, Susan. How are you, hon? Susan H. There you are. We got Alan. Thank you, Alan, always for your, ple your presence and the cash. Bruce. Nice to see you, Bruce. Yeah. We got Hari. There she is. Uh, let's see, Tyler, Sherry, Don, let me go back. We've got Mike Z, Mike Z. We miss Mike here in the West Coast. All right, Mike, take it easy. You're in the bomb, cyclone bomb or whatever, the bomb cyclone? No, that was more over by, um, uh, you know, mid-country, not, not here. Oh, good, good. <laughs> David, nice to see you, Dave. Yep. Yeah. We got Bill Churchman, as always. William, nice to see William. Thank you, William. We got Linda. How are you, Linda? Yeah, good? Oh, great. We got Jack. We got Sky. Nice to see Sky. Nice to yeah. see you, Paul. <laughs> we got Greg. Nice to see Greg. Greg, you're feeling all right today? Yeah. All right, good. And there's Amelia. Amelia got her hair done today. Yes, looking very good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let me see who else. Oh, we have Elliot. Nice to see Elliot. Didn't we, last time I saw you live was at a dinner, right? Didn't we go to dinner? Yeah, it was, in, was it in New Jersey? 
think oh, it was in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. So we must have gone to a diner. Yeah, it was probably for the diner. Yeah. Yeah, with all the people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice to see you, Elliot. See All's you. well? All's well. Yeah, for sure. All right. Good. Be happy to be here. Oh, great. Great. I'm happy to see you. I don't know who else. That's it, I think. Oh, no. We got Angie. Ah, there she is. Yes. And Gary C., Gary Clark, my main man up in Placerville. We got Good Michelle. Home. Michelle from San Diego. Nice to meet you, Michelle. Susan K. We got Susan K., the latte lady. Brahmi. Brahmi from India. Oh, very nice. Miranda. We got Sandra. And Sandra, Thank someone's you. in the house with you. Someone's next to you. We've got Susanna Werner. Nice to see Susanna. And uh, are you, have you been here before? I know Susanna has. Who, uh, Sandra, have you? Oh, yeah, Housel. Yes, you have. I thought you were house, and then I realized it was an L. Right. Yes. Nice to see you again. All right, everyone, Angie, everybody. Uh, I'll see you soon. Zen Bitch Slap events has all the Zooms there. We're going to be live in Mexico for a weekend in February down in uh, Lake Chabala or somewhere. And uh, yeah, see you soon. <laughs>